please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. <laughs> and welcome to Wide Shut. Welcome to Wide Shut. He's your host, Jesse. I'm your host, Logan. He's your host, Logan, and I'm your host, Jesse. And together, we're high five. Oh, no. Well, I don't know. What are we doing? Do we have a pre-credit there? Um, are, we, are we just going to cut that off and forget about it? I think we'll just cut that off and forget about it. Fair enough. Just a good warm-up. V- vocal. Vocal. Sizings. But we can talk. We can rehash that content now that we, we sound can, like we're we experts can. on it. Now that uh, we've swapped into presentation voices rather than having big empty spaces between things, as we where we're just yeah, pages. <laughs> silent. Well, now we've done that from the start. <laughs> it's mostly silent reading and chewing while we're um, meant to be talking. Have we have we got a name for our eight and a half, or whatever it is? Oh, the twelve and a half. Um, twelve and a half. Um. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a pun based on our on our um on our name. The weird shitters. Even though that's the old title. Ah, uh, the shuttins. Shuttins. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. The it's official. The shuttins. Um. You feel tune, tune, in <laughs> <laughs> tune in for episode fifty-five. Tune in for episode fifty-five, where we take that way too seriously and rebrand the entire show, the shuttins. Um, yeah, hold the wide shut shut in. We just refuse to leave our houses until we've both been fired. Yeah. Oh, that would be ideal. I'd love to be fired. Right. Holy shit. Oh man, did you just? Apply suicide? Yes, I yeah. <laughs> Why can't I? I great why can't I remember the name of the man from our soundboard with the waterfall? Badwa, 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 This will hurt someone. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me why every time. Welcome to the Bud Dwyer podcast with your hosts Bud Dwyer and uh, Bud Dwyer. I'm Bud Dwyer. He's Bud Dwyer. I'm Dwyer Bud. Bud Dwyer. This will hurt someone. So we've been... Well, you, you've just started. I've watched the whole thing of Umbrella Academy. Yes. Um, and for that reason, apparently I can't just... Divulge <laughs> Go ahead and start talking stuff. about it, but now he's going to strong arm me into it for content. Um, well, I mean... The thing that we covered I mostly was I feel like was it was that... implied that that was your homework. <laughs> it was. Um, well, we'll repeat what you were saying um, off the air a moment ago that you do like it, but you don't like the diversity. Um, yeah, I, I hate just, diversity. It's, it's, the entire family should have been straight white males. <laughs> Is that what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you heard it her first, shut-ins. Uh, no, yeah, um, by all means, you can go through the content of, of the show and I'll... Um, I mean, you know, before we do that, yep. what did you think would happen long term in the plot? Um, what do you know so far? Where do you think it goes? Uh, what do I know so far? That the um, that father is dead. Um, kid has come back from the future 
to warn yep. them of an impending apocalypse, which will happen in what, like 10 days? Um, yeah. And like that. that's pretty much it. I've got no establishing idea of who the bad guys are, if there are any. Um, or if they themselves, I, I think they're going to bring it about themselves. So they need, they slowly work that out and then make some, uh, make some decisions about what happens. And people disagree and some of them agree. So they turn on each other a little bit. That's all I got. And I'm just, I'm just guessing. Based I feel like you I used words to say nothing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> No, no, no thoughts about the characters, no Oh, I thought you meant where are they going with the plot of the show. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Both, both. Um, both, both are true. Yeah. Like, um, so you, you're not wrong with some of... The, the one key thing that you said that was questioning the plot was correct. Okay, sure. Oh, wow, the Gerard Way looks pretty funny these days. He looks like um, looks pretty he looks funny. like a normal height Jack Black. Oh, does he? Yeah. Or Jack Black crossed with Jack White. <laughs> oh yeah, promoting his comic book. Are you looking at a photo of him from um, WonderCon in 2017? It's a photo of him with Mary J. Blige. Oh right, okay, so very recent. Yeah, he's he um, looks like afraid to be alive. Yeah, he looks like, um, I, I mean, not as bad as what Bam Margera looks like now, but kind of Bam Margera-ish. Yeah. Ah, Bam Margera. Now I want to, I want to see Bam Margera. Okay. Um, combined where, are they, uh, modern. where are they now? Now they're hot. Nope. <laughs> no, that man is old. Yeah, he just um, looks like somebody's alcoholic dad. Well, he just turned into the, um, what, his stepdad that he used to torture all the time. Uh, what was his name? Phil. Phil, yeah. She's yeah, like just a fat dude with a goatee. I remember I had, a, I had a friend who I won't name that just... Him and his brother thought Viva La Bam was so fucking funny, so I'd go around to his house and I'd just have to sit through like a DVD playing episode after episode of Viva La Bam. <sighs> Even I'm then I didn't find it that funny. I'm going to message you a name just to confirm who it is I think it is. You know who it is. <laughs> yeah, of course it fucking was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> also, like, the only friend I know has a... The only friend I know. Wait, oh, no, you, you've got an older brother, I suppose. As you say, it's probably, like, the only friend... One that I you knew, though. ...that has an older brother, yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, God, I need to click off this Bam Margera page. God. Yeah. Hurts. Hurts so he good. Apparently, he was trying to get back into skateboarding. He's like, yeah. Turns out I'm too fat to skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to like, <laughs> lose weight so he could um, get sponsorship and shit back so people would work with him. But people right. wanted to work with him. Oh, right. He just... Yeah. He just didn't have knees. Um, but yeah, so... Umbrella Association or the fuck it's called. Um, so the like you 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 just insinuated something. I don't know whether you can remember what you said. 
um, that they they cause their own demise. They turn um, or they turn against each so other. So the, they they spend the entire show trying to take actions that stop it, but all their actions lead to it. Right. Okay. So it's um. So I don't know in the context of the universe where that means that um, you actually can't change time. Yeah. But fixed timeline or. It's it's all um, yeah. Um, I still feel bad about ruining it for you. I mean, I really probably should have read the comic books anyway at this point, so I don't really care. Do you read comic books? I try to. Uh, um, I want to. I just don't like them. Yeah, I'll I I won't read. I'll read ones like this, which are just like. I mean, they're now mainstream, but ones that are made by people who are not necessarily part of yeah. the industry. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I like weird comics about life as opposed to shit that involves superheroes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the... But to be fair, this is the most Watchmen, non-Watchmen comic I've ever read. Like, it's, it's very in keeping with that same sort of, yes, it's a superhero comic, but it ain't about mm. superheroes. No, it's just, that's the context of the story and that's usually what comic books are about so we're going to make this one about that too yeah um so it's it's all about alan page basically mm, okay her um she has had powers the entire time yeah i had to assume as much that she was actually um, special and she's freakishly dangerously powerful so from a young age dad was like all right let's um Let's let's fill her full of anti-anxiety pills and wipe her memory. Oh, okay. And then if she... spend the rest of her life telling her she's not special at all, so that she feels, um, so that she like doesn't isn't capable of believing she has powers. Right. But what it ends up doing is filling her full of just years and years of angst and mm. self-loathing for thinking that she's the only useless one out of all these kids. Mm. Which um, does that which, um, make her powers even more volatile as a result? Because she never learned yeah. how to use them. Yeah, um, and so they only until she learns how to master them. Which I thought that's really cool. This show has multiple sections where main characters will suddenly have a like eureka moment and learn how to harness their powers. Oh right, okay. Um, she, so she basically does like the exploding waves of energy thing mm. but it's based around sound so she like absorbs absorbs sound and she kind of focuses on a sound and then amplifies that sound and then explodes it out right um and she they during her childhood when she was unruly she got locked in a soundproof room mm. like one with all those you know like geometric spikes pointing inwards yeah 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 when where you can't even um you can hear your own like blood running through your own veins yeah so the, yeah and um she as an adult she's in there and she's freaking out and she can't cope with it and the stresses are out and then she sort of calms down has like an inward conversation with a child self and then realizes that um yeah, she can hear her own heartbeat and that's a sound she can amplify. And that's hmm. like her pivotal moment of learning how to 
control her powers. And yeah, because she doesn't need to focus on a sound. She can just have the sound she's always got inside her and use that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, but yeah, my favorite arc is the, the like heroine dude because he, he learns how to use his powers and he can... Um, Does like, he work out more of the plot than any, anyone else because of his powers? Because he can actually just talk to the dead and learn things that way? Well, he's the only one that gets a conversation with his father, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, but he learns. He does this thing where he's ba- like, his, he clenches his fists and they glow, and he like pulls them apart, and it rips open like a like an invisible door, and then ghosts come through it and fight for him. Oh, right. So whoever manages to get a hold so, of him, yeah, because he he suddenly re- um, comes to a breakthrough. Basically, his major arc as an adult is just stopping being on drugs and learning to cope with all the voices and shit yeah yeah and um he's about to he's kind of going like fuck it everything's fucked the world's gonna end whatever i just want to be high and not have to hear any of this and his ghost brother that he's always talking to Mm. who um just wallops him in the face and he's like whoa what (laughs) the ghost hurt me is that because and of his brother's powers with the being well, that's, interdimensional? He says, "Well, you just punched me," and he then his ghost brother says, "No, I think you did that." Huh. Right. And then he realizes that he can use ghosts to affect the real world. Right. And so yeah, then like um, during a big fight, he pulls open like a rift, and his brother comes through as like a sort of a hollow blue green ghost thing, mm. and then uses his crackeny powers. Right. So he can still essentially. It's like him with his hands glowing and his eyes glowing, like standing behind while he's conjured his brother in front of him who's just using the um, tentacles to just wreck everything. Cool. Okay. It's, it's, the, it's the most I've ever seen like outside of an anime where I've just been like, fuck yeah, true power. Yeah. Oh, it makes him, a, makes him an aggressor with his powers when he doesn't technically have aggressive powers. Yeah. By being able to do that. So that's quite cool. Yeah. Um, also, there's a real cool bit where he um, he steals the time machine for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And he ends up in Nam. Oh fuck! <laughs> he just like teleports and lands in a Nam barracks, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And then they get attacked, and um, then a sergeant's like, um, "I'm not supposed to be here. None of us are supposed to be here, son." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get this man some pants. He's going to war. <laughs> dope uh that's so funny then for like the rest of the show he's just wearing like the ripped off arms fatigues and wearing um wearing dog tags what fortunate son plays in the background pretty much he like um he 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 finds like the love of his life while he's in an opium den (laughs) and then then the the, the dude gets like killed in the war Um, i just like the fact that you can like have an aside and have an entire um emotional arc in a in a scene separate from from the actual you know, like technically no time's passed yeah yeah um and the like the number five kid um he does like such a massively creative dick move to screw over those agents and save the day yeah. that the agent's boss comes down and hires him huh. <laughs> Which is how he got out of the future in the first place. Like when he's stuck in the post-apocalypse, they yeah. um, they just like turned up one day huh. and said, "Hey, we'd like to offer you a job." 
Well, I'm reading about number five. He um, said he, he's considered to be the perfect assassin as he has DNA of the best killers in history. And he has a 100% chance of killing if he does decide to kill. Okay. On top That's... of the time travel powers, which is okay. Yeah. So he, yeah, because he's, he's just a teleporter. And then one day he was like, hey, if I can teleport through space, maybe I can teleport through time. Time as well, right. Because is that essentially what he's actually doing with the space jumping powers, though? Is he's just moving through time quickly? Like doing micro... Like well, I think... Really small uh, jumps. That we I don't, don't perceive I, as I anything was... but teleportation, but he is actually moving through time to get to the, from A to B. Maybe, but mm. he, he seems to... It's much harder for him to move through time than... Right, okay. Yeah. It is to use suitcases. Um, Are the... Um, was it number four? I'm just reading their bios, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's um, so Klaus has been killed before, but was rejected from both heaven and hell and sent back to Earth. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's where is. Oh well, it did. You know, um, they do mention that he's he's like died of heroin doses and his heart stopped at least twice. Yeah. So he just keeps so getting I guess sent it's back like because he can't. In the background somewhere. Yeah. Um. Have you seen the the um what is she number three? The famous one, yeah, the rumor. Have you seen her use her powers? Uh, only in the flashback when the um. I heard a rumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shot your friend in the foot. What? Yeah. She um, the reason her husband divorced her and she lost her child was because she just like was a shit parent that couldn't cope with the child nagging and so she'd just like tell the kid i heard a rumor that you wanted to sleep and the kid would go to sleep and then her husband caught her doing it huh and then you hear in like a flashback when she's it's like i can't remember what it's doing but it's like maybe she's having like a reflection moment and you hear all these different things i heard a rumor so her film career is because she, she has that power and she tells people things and they give it to her. Yeah, yeah. That's why she, how she got her husband that, like, everything she has in life, she's manipulated she's other people. She's alive to get, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, number one's pretty boring in general, but he's kind of like just a goofy, um, Goofy leader, like powerhouse of the character, yeah. character, yeah. They're Captain America. Yeah, but he he especially toward the end is making some terrible leadership decisions. Mm. Um. But yeah, they um. Ellen Page starts to get really. Like, cause she's got her violin. Her she starts using her violin as a like a. As a weapon. Yeah. To yeah. Like, send her power um and they they like face off with her at a violin recital thing and right at the um they all sort of just attack her at once and she's in the process of killing all the dudes when um number three's in, is about to shoot her in the back of the head then changes her mind and just shoots past her head and makes her deaf mm. But the resulting um, the resulting like 
discharge of powers still shoots a hole in the moon that causes chunks of it to fall down to earth and cause the apocalypse <laughs> right. it's actually really impressive to watch on a tv show yeah yeah um well that's what i was thought of um of doom patrol as well to a lesser extent because of the opening episode which is the only one i've watched so far has um like a fighter pilot fly up into space get hit with like radiation um yeah and then turn into like this walking undead kind of burn victim husk. So he's just like dresses himself as the invisible man for the rest of his life. Okay. Um, but he's got like his, his body is essentially made of negative matter or dark matter. Right. Um, so if he like exposes himself, he'll like can't really control what he becomes. He just becomes like living energy. Um, but the, the sequence of him, his plane getting hit and then, like falling from the sky for like a solid minute with him passed yeah. out before it actually hits the ground and explodes was like top TV quality kind of shit. It was like Game of Thrones level in terms of like budget. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why does this look so good? Um, so the, trailer, but yeah. yeah. Just sounds like they're throwing, they just like to throw money at shows at TV nowadays because obviously the returns are just as great. Yeah. I, mean, I suppose that's probably what people noticed at first when they're, they're watching a TV show like that is if the budget is weak then the uh, visual experience is weak so they just you know it's never going to be as good like kind of becomes a waste of time eh? yeah yeah what's the point of half-assing something that's meant to like somebody who's meant to have very visual superpowers what's the point of making the show if you can't do it right um has the trailer for Watchmen come out yet the TV show? Yeah. Not that I know. I think there's stills, but that's it. Watchmen series first look. Oh, there is. There's a preview. Minute 19. Oh, yeah. It was just like a... Oh, it's part of the HBO kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that's right. it was clips among clips for everything. You just saw Rorschach with his um, non-animated mask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was flips. <laughs> the fact that they had the um, the the reason the mum is a like a robot nanny. Yeah. Is because every other um, nanny they had um, got killed. Yeah. Yeah. Like launched out windows, smacked against walls. Oh, because they were just like children doing shit they shouldn't be doing i think it was just all kid ellen page ah right okay that's why she, she just she was just but it, it's really weird because they as an adult she's very won't hurt a fly but then as a kid she's just like a surly kid that would kill an adult or kill a person because they make her do something she wants doesn't want to do mm, mm. Which I, that was the one thing that seemed tonally weird to me but I suppose it kind of had to drive the point that she was, you know, somebody, even though their, their father is pretty maniacal at the end of the day and um, self-serving, he probably did it because he needed to. He seems to value the idea of a child with powers more than anything, so. Yeah, well, you, you get to the end and it almost redeems him. 
because so he, he knew what like because he knew what needed to be done this whole time well, sort of he, thing. He's or? from, as far as I can tell. I I, I could have like. No, I think I was watching it right. I was getting pretty tired at that point, but um, he's from seems to be from like the. Oh, post-apocalyptic future, which is why he knows that the apocalypse happens. Mm. Well, I'm, no, I'm reading it from um, from the wiki. I, I remember this from ages ago, but he's an alien. Is that what he is? Yeah, he's not from Earth. Um, yeah. Uh, but whether or not he's the one that actually you know, facilitated in some way those 43 kids being born with powers is a different thing. Um, yeah, fair point. It might just so happen that he is an alien and that's it. That's just why he's so advanced. It doesn't really lead to anything else. Doom Patrol looks a lot more goofy and melodramatic than uh, Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's... um. It's not like arrow level of melodrama though. Fuck. Um, it's got good acting and everything in it for sure. It's got Timothy Dalton playing their their version mm. of like father. Yeah, the old man. The old man, old man wheelchair makes the makes the people. Um, but it's essentially made up of like a nineteen fifties actress who. Um, gets hit with some sort of alien thing and so when she freaks out and clay, face. clay faces herself when she loses control of her emotions um, yeah that dude made up of negative energy was a fighter pilot Brendan Fraser who's um, who was a famous race car driver but like yeah. red, redneck race car driver um, that's uh, who she was lost pretty, uh, pretty much his entire body in a car crash and so his brain was put in a robot body oh, yeah. uh, and later on from the titan show um beast boy was created by the same dude so there's a bit of connective like tissue between of... the two shows oh, okay what was you, what were you saying who's the person that was just like a bunch of sort of shards of light face man ah uh, that's alan tudjik's character mr nobody that's the bad guy oh, okay uh, and one other character is like Crazy Jane. She's got like 76 different personalities and each one has a different power. Because why not? Um, no, not Mr. Nobody. The movie so, starring Jared so they Leto. Made a, they made a woman ripoff of Legion. Yes, correct. They basically said she's got hysteria. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, exactly. How far we have come. Uh, although I don't know when Legion was actually created. Yeah, may well predate it, but the the point. Oh uh, yeah, is no, she he's, she, she he's was... normal crazy. She's woman crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Legion's been around since eighty five. Uh, crazy Jane was from the seventies, I think. So, yeah, okay, they did it first. I feel like I don't go to the movies anymore. Yeah, neither. I um, it just seems like an effort. Yeah. These days. I gotta get in the car and drive to somewhere and then find a park. Watch it and, and then. 
depending on what time I want to go, then I go potentially drive like too many kilometers. Yeah, and I don't want to do it sober or at least completely sober. They yeah. have a beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, we kind of need to get back into the habit of watching movies, don't we? Yeah, well, I think I try to watch random stuff at home, but mostly it just comes down to what can I stream easily. Yeah, pretty much. And ideally, did it come out this year? So that I'm yeah. <laughs> watching something that is, is current. <laughs> yeah. Um. The the this latest year? episode of Grand Tour is probably the best one yet. Oh yeah. They they go to China. Oh okay. Um, and first off, they look at a car. Chinese expense car. A car called the. Um, in English, it's like translates as red flag. Mm. But the hon honky L five. The honky. <laughs> yeah. It basically looks like the car that he's driving around in um, Green Arrow. Oh, yeah. Okay. His, um, it's like stately as. Stately. Like, looks like a Lincoln sort of. Yeah. Like um, this is, it's a town car. Luxury it's, town, yeah. I think it was technically somewhere between six and 800,000 pounds. Jesus. And it is literally. Oh, yeah. It is the car that um, Xi Jinping drives. Yeah. It's 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 a state owned car company that yeah, does it, yeah. I think. Um So it's China's answer to the Lincoln essentially. Basically. Yeah. It's design wise I'm sure some things are stolen in there, but um he's like, This is a brand new one and this and this doesn't work. <laughs> um it's a three ton car. Is that purely because it's a, um, because it's that kind of car, or because it is yeah, like those a presidential types of cars car? are much longer and much heavier than average, yeah. like stately cars are. But still, it's it, he said it's apparently slow as shit. Too. Yeah, I was going to say, is this China's attempt to um, you know, after Japan's done what it needed to do and create economy cars and um, destabilize America's car industry, China just comes back and says, you know what, nah, we, we like those giant cars. I'm going to bring them back. Well, they, they in, in a country like, where there's not enough people for, like, not enough roads for the people. I'm going to I'm gonna bring back a giant car. I think they said um, with their, because, you you know, you've got to get a, you got to go through a lottery process to get a car. Yeah, yeah. We'll get number plates for a car after you apply to buy one. Right. And it's like three people per thousand applicants get a car. <sighs> Um, which you can tell because like they've got these crazy as huge roading networks that mm. have surprisingly few cars on them considering the population. But and they were they in, still have uh, those ridiculous gridlocks that last days on end. Yeah, and the the roads are like everything looks good from a distance, and then you get up close and you realize it's all been done on the cheap and it's poorly designed. Like yeah. the roads they were on, they were massive highways. Don't. Um, drain properly yeah 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 so, so like they've just you... built them f to be able to build a to b because Which, they might have yeah, just needed to funnel money a certain way so let's throw yeah. a couple billion at this they, they have to spend money to like um keep their inflation and everything in check yeah 
because the government so technically can, is they, and has everything so yeah and because they they squash their dollar on the international market and mm. everything like that so they actually have to be spending a shitload of money to not be doing as well as they are mm. but like they were um they're driving down this highway and all the petrol stations off the highway they needed petrol but all the petrol stations weren't um finished being built yet <laughs> So it's like there's this thousands of hundreds and thousands of kilometers of highway but they mm. couldn't couldn't stop yeah, anywhere couldn't actually get along it um but it was and for a car that big as well you'd expect to have yeah. to fill it up quite often as right yeah and they the whole plot of it was that they were bringing old european stately cars over to mm. show the chinese that um there was a cheaper option to the domestic cars which because even any new car in china costs like at least double what it costs in your average country just because of the import tariffs and everything like yeah that. yeah um but so they were all driving like old stately european cars at, well, except one of them had a cadillac or something but um they're all making like stupid modifications to them like um i think James May put a sauna inside his car. <laughs> Just made all the windows fog up and they like hired these Chinese drivers and the driver couldn't see anything. Or, um, it reminds me of basically all those old uh, American classic cars that make up um, Cuba. Yeah. Most of those are still just cars from that long ago that they've managed to keep running by uh, putting ridiculous things in them, whatever that po- they can possibly find. Even yeah. parts from like um, washing machines and shit. Yeah, and they like, um, what's the term? Like, yeah, they they jam retrofit things them. from other makes. Yeah, retrofit bits from anything they can find just to keep them keep them running. It's cool, under though. the hood. They are not those cars anymore, essentially. But yeah, yeah. So we just want the dangerous exterior that crumples <laughs> like nothing mm-hmm. else at high speed. the hell there's a chinese suv that looks like a bloody is it a great wall well it, it looks like the tumbler in terms of its body shape tumbler the the batman vehicle or tumbler the um social the, the, the home of social justice porn sharing yeah i mean yeah <laughs> the no longer porn sharing service oh um, it's the world's most expensive suv yeah, I just saw a picture of its interior. Holy fuck shit. Jesus. Yeah. It's the type of car that you'd assume that like an art director would design for a movie that had to be filmed using like modern places and buildings and roads. Um, but one thing they could make slightly futuristic to, to sell the idea that this is Gattaca in 20, 2069. Uh, yeah, so they just glue some... Um carbon panels on top of an existing car yeah exactly like uh what's that what's that um justin timberlake vehicle about time oh. <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i really liked that movie yeah i mean the in but, time but I they, it was cool. did they have to um yeah glue a bunch of carbon fiber to Kill- olivia wilde was... to make her look like a future yeah. car i don't know i don't know if it's make her look like she could be justin timberlake's mum. yeah um but they, in that movie, Killian Murphy's driving around and like the police cars are like um, uh, electric muscle cars. Mm. And they're like all featureless and sleek and stuff. 
in the future. In the future. Oh, the cars will be angular. Because that makes sense in terms of safety regulations. Yep. Well, it, it helps us. Like, you got a dent on your car? Nope. I have many, <laughs> many dents. It's all dents, motherfucker. <laughs> Bomb, I want the, I want the like, self-driving car that's also a hotel room. What's that? You want the car that's also a hotel room? Yeah, so, like, you know, it has double opening doors on the side and once you get into it it's basically like a lounge slash sleeping area it's got a little yeah I sleep that thing well i had this idea for this story that i'm working on um yep. where the cop cars like because they were they kind of got to the point of automation but then didn't because the economy fell over they've got all yep. of these massive um massive homeland security style police vehicles that patrolled the streets um that were meant to be just um like drones or driven remotely if need be but they've been retrofitted to essentially fit um a couple of cops in there who do their beat and have to basically live in that car for like 36 hours so at a time like their office yeah yeah so it's um it's got a it's got a bed in the back it's got um computer system and everything uh, like a, a latrine if absolutely necessary <laughs> but it's got a holding cell yeah 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 but they um because of the way that their um their jobs work now, they have to work like thirty six, forty eight hour shifts. They're just is, is on this, the beat. Have you brought this up before? Parts of it, same story, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I remember something about a pair of cops. That's a cool idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's basically like tying the idea of um, well, the economy collapsed. Um. Uh, this this big corporate entity can, can kind of bail everyone out or the government out um, yeah. but what it's going to expect is essentially um, control con oh yeah control or conscription through full-time employment of everyone and so through like a lottery system there um, they just they just get whatever job they have to because everyone's technically in debt because uh, not only was the government bailed out but everyone was so they've Okay. got this massive debt system where people are, are constantly just working off their debt so just yeah you work for us now yeah to everyone yeah nice if is a there's a um I, i'm writing it into my plot about my story about the airplane thing yeah uh, atlas oh yes 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 um one of the characters throughout the plot is reading a book and in the book is about a, um, it's from the point of view of a, like a scientist assistant, mm. um, while she works with him until she kind of loses faith in what he's doing and sort of tries to stop him, but then eventually it's too late. But he basically becomes the first god. Through, like in a Dr. So Manhattan like, kind of way like or he, like a... Like he he uh, post human advances himself to right. the point where he's indistinguishable from a god. Like you couldn't stop him if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. He he starts through a mixture of like body modifications and yeah, uh, and like you know nanite clouds and nanite shit clouds like that transcendence till... with his mind onto a computer base and cloud system and yeah, and it, it sort of starts out with a like a you know sort of because it, it's it's set in a different time period to what the book is with mm. different reality and rules and everything, but still real worldish. But he kind of squirrels away in a sort of a 
almost like a techno sewer type thing underneath a a huge old city of just metal on top of metal on top of metal like something out of a sort of tech noir anime yeah like a something the machines would build yeah kind of city yeah yeah, yeah that kind of looking type of thing um but the idea of if, if it gets to the point where factories just become mega cities in themselves yeah. yeah and so they're just completely self-sufficient self-sustaining but they've got one sole purpose which is to uh, develop energy or build something yeah, yeah. and it is the the aim of it is it's a you know like a because the whole the the plot of um what's my story called atlas is, is it's it's like a story that seems to build towards a deus ex machina but then doesn't achieve it on purpose to be like that's not how the real world works in yeah other words. it's gonna um, just it's like no that's not how these things work but also that yeah if you see the pattern of a deus ex machina kind of developing it's purely because that's just how everything tends to develop anyway but yeah and i mean one of the characters in the story is basically god but an atlas or within that story in atlas in atlas yeah they um i don't know whether i've said that before while they're refueling at one point they just find an unconscious person uh yeah 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 yeah. shouldn't be on the drone and there's no logical reason for it and how they got there and that's ant is his name um yeah i remember so the the, the running that, that's right the the general idea of it is that he is sort of a and he'd, he'd have a very sort of buddhist sentiment to how he deals with everything and how he talks to people and what he believes yeah and it's it's all meant to feel like it's building towards him saving them and them justifying the continuation of humanity to him so Mm. that he saves them right but um it's uh, them them being saved isn't what the plot's about Mm. the plot's more about um the the theme is yeah it's kind of like the, on the theme level it's about Deus Ex Machina on the plot level it's about um, ac- accepting failings and not mm. destroying yourself and the guilt of it yeah like I, I like that guilt. idea that um you know if if people were presented with something that they could perceive as you know being able to save them from eternal, eternal damnation but they've got to kind of uh come to terms either come to terms with the fact that that's not the case or try you know what what links would they go to to try to convince this um yeah other entity to who possibly can't even save them anyway or doesn't want to 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 do such a thing well yeah i because i i mean i haven't written to that point but i i don't know whether i'd believe he could yeah because i mean you think about stories where it's like somebody's chasing this golden idea or this golden thing that can save the world it's it's a thing it's not a person or if it is a person they are just a they're 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 a plot a means to an end but not necessarily someone part of the story yeah because the um within the the ship they're in flying around the world the um but the aim of the ship is to fly until the the 
PlayStation X Machina device is finished and then that can rebuild the world and then they can land and be happy and you know, live life. Hopefully and start again. And the environment yeah. again. Yeah, and start again. Um, but the scientist that's supposed to do it basically realizes it doesn't work. So he kills himself. Mm. And that's where the plot starts. But then from there, it's kind of the... A, a mixture of slow acceptance and fighting against it, but it's it's how they all sort of react and try and understand mm. dying. And so I, I imagine that, you know, is it obvious that he's committed suicide? Or does something... Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it happens very suddenly. And, yeah. Um, he certainly, like, leaves a message saying we're all fucked. Mm. But... Um, like you know members of the crew to the best of their ability try and take up the mantle and yeah. um, continue his work between the the engineer and the medical doctor they kind of try and work out from the his notes and everything they can do yeah. it yeah um, and then ultimately once they get to the point where they realise not only is it that not going to work, but also they can't just continue to fly up there and survive perpetually mm. until they run out of food or whatever. They have to actually land, and they're probably screwed. Mm. Um, and that was always built into the design of it that they had only so much time to do what they needed to do. With the like, in terms of food, yes. Mm. In terms of the ship, um, the. I wrote it so that the the fuel of it is a like a buoyant dense liquid mm. so the um which has, I, so, since developed a way to um read that scientist who had, had discovered a way to store electricity in liquid oh really for up to um in like liquid cells okay um that last up to twenty five years before depleting shit. Sure. Yeah. So is it is it like bio electrical system? Yeah, or? yeah. Oh shit. Um, the the ship itself, the fuel source, um, yeah, helps keep the ship buoyant, so mm. the ship can be heavier than something that looks like it should be flying comfortably, which was a also a um, way for me to justify making getting something that big up in the, the sky. Way. Yeah, yeah, and making it look a way I thought looked cool rather than focusing on genuine aerodynamic mm. rules. Um, also, that justifies why the blimps that refuel it stay where they are because mm. the envelope of the balloons that refuel it, um, they the, the balloons themselves are filled with the fuel and the fuel is replenished inside the blimps by... Um, it's kind of like a, you know... One of those processes like nuclear power where a very small amount of the substance expands into a large amount of the extractable kind of yeah, fuel so, substance. So, they, yeah. so theoretically, if you could feed the people on board the ship or you had very few people on board the ship, you could keep one in the year mm. for an extremely long period of time. But they're also at the point where they're like, um, 
recycling non-essential parts of the ship to rebuild others and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So there is definitely like an attrition to their ability to keep it afloat. Oh yeah, it's not so much that they, they um, undervalued the attrition rate of the fuel itself, but they probably uh, um, didn't expect the ship to have needed to last that long as a physical, as a physical yeah. device. Yeah, so it's um, it and itself it's, needs it's to keep running. The, um, it's all the expense and the brainchild of the, the scientist who's trying to create the device and then kills himself. Mm. Um, so everyone else is kind of just there because of their staff. And um, for that reason, they're all... Um, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe in hindsight, some of them would have rather stay on the surface and die than... Then even volunteer in the first place to do what they needed to do, yeah. Okay. And, um... Is there any form of, like, artificial intelligence in this? Um, now, they're, they're actually quite... Aside from sort of flickers of um, certain parts of the technology, which are the scientist-specific... Mm they're quite um they're behind us in terms of technology right okay so the world fell apart before what we would understand it to be it's it's a bit like if the world fell apart in like a weird i don't want to use the word steampunk but that's kind of how it feels in my head but um in a sort of a slightly technologically different world war ii yeah, I was going to say not necessarily steampunk, but in like a pre, like a mid-war kind of like we're it's, just it's on the like cusp World of the War age II, of, yeah. But the um, society is more World War One. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost so like if we never quite like got colonial to the... shit going on, but I mean, like the um, the second in command of the ship is like a Ruben part of a, um, he, he's, he's part of like a colonized race that's loosely based on the Maldi. Right. Okay. So he's got like facial tattoos and stuff but yep. he's um ben kingsley and, from ender's game <laughs> yeah oh, there's God. there's like vague undertones of like maybe at some point until he got in with the right crowd he was a bit treated like the noble savage and kind of put in a suit and made a rich white man's bodyguard mm-hmm. so it's a kind of a, it's a world that never quite got um to that kind of space race or yeah, um the i mean like because energy or arms race that the um that world war ii kind of pushed people towards the, the the original iteration of this was a um like a a weird manned satellite that like sat right on the edge of the atmosphere mm. but to a, to an extent where like all you needed to go outside was just like a a breathing mask yeah yeah um but does it ever discuss what's actually wrong with the world? Uh, it it was there, there's a there was a war between what amounts to like this world's equivalent to um, Europe and America. Mm, okay. But in terms of war, it's more like the war for independence. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's colonies not wanting to be a part of and paying tax to. A greater um, being empire. the older powers yeah 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 but europe is a like they're i'm just using these as analogs because sure. they exist yeah.
yes, I am ready. Uh, before I was rudely cut off, what what was it? Something about an analog? Yeah, uh, you were talking about the countries. Uh, oh, right. yeah. Well, it's it's just a it's a good analog for that the comparison between the two states because mm. it's the whole yeah colonies wanting to separate from the um the old powers the grand old yeah, empire also it's yeah. set in like a weird larger planet than earth and stuff like that right okay so it is it's it's it, it never explicitly says like hey this is an earth or anything like mm. the story is not meant to be like that but because they take their world as a given so they've never and I, I certainly don't have anything um kind of narration in it but um fuck what was I going to say the super weapons used in the war have fucked the planet mm, okay like um atmosphere or um so the the entire plot like takes place above the clouds and the clouds are dark and occasionally stormy below yeah yeah so it's I don't know I, I never explicitly, almost on purpose, I always tried to keep myself from trying to imagine too much of what the surface would be like. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's it's much more important just to let somebody wonder. Yeah, and I mean, that's not the story at the end of the day, is it? It's no. not what happened, it's what's happening. Yeah, um, and it's, it's a character study more than yeah. to, But um, If you so choose to I develop always... that what happened on the surface world or what's happening on the surface world in a completely separate story, then you do so, but you never have to actually tie them together in any cohesive way. Yeah. Um, but if you do end up getting your head around something, you know, if you, if you get stuck in that mindset of like, oh, actually, I can't stop thinking about the planet actually being like this, then you just, yeah, you remove it and make something yeah. out of it later. I, I still actually have, like, thought about what I... And I actually started to get kind of almost like if you went down to the surface you just get fucked up by giant sort of cthulhu type monsters <laughs> yeah yeah it's almost why the in fuck a not? sense like yeah you know maybe they used um bombs that were so powerful they like tore you know, vacuum through things in from other realities or yeah, something like yeah. that like in a see so if you i mean i i kept having the image in my head of just like sort of end of the episode or something or some random establishing shot of just a like you see thunder in the clouds below and in the bright of the thunder you uh, in the flash of the lightning you see like a um physical form of something huge below the clouds yeah yeah kind of probably that's a bit shitty cloverfield at this point yeah it doesn't matter that's still that stuff is um cool for a reason it's grandiose it's um yeah it really it, it, really drives on the idea that oh yeah no matter what they did this yeah no what yeah, do, uh, well, if you were to see that it'd, it'd make you think well, okay hang on a second what what does restoring this planet actually involve yeah which, Are you which is... it's not some sort of environmental issue you're not cleaning something up potentially what you might be doing is raising hellfire on earth a second time <laughs> in the hopes of reversing it what this guy might have been building was something even more devastating than the first thing that fucked the world up in the first place. Yeah, um, which is is loosely why I don't think I wanted to discuss. Why well, you shouldn't have to explore it? No, no. Um, and it, it it pulls focus. No, yeah, if I'm fleshing this idea out, it's I I would treat it as something completely separate. 
Yeah. Um, like, if I found a point where I wanted to make it make sense to the plot, I would, but I yeah. can't say that it does because the, the core outline of the entire plot has been pre-written it's, for like more than a year yeah, now. It's so. not something that you're invested in for that aspect. Like, it's not yeah, why, like, why you're just, making it for the first place. Yeah. It wouldn't feel justified, I guess. But I do like that idea. Um, when you were describing like um, the Cluthu-type monsters being ripped from another reality, I was thinking, ah, oh, imagine if um, that other reality was Earth 65 million years ago and the, these weapons that these people used in this reality and this planet just ripped open a vortex dinosaurs. and pulled through all the dinosaurs. <laughs> and that's how the apocalypse happened. Yeah. Yeah. And the remnants of the dinosaurs that we've got on our Earth and the fossils are the small ones. <laughs> yeah. There's like the, the fucking elder god dinosaurs, like mm. things that, like a you know, snake that could curl its way around the planet or mm. something like that. Because it's... Uh, I like getting it once you get into that huge scale of things. Like I, I always wanted to create a. Um, it's there's a, a callback to car cast. Um, no, no. <laughs> in in Matarangi, just I always just imagined that re area as like a survival horror game. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's aside from one piece of road, it's basically cut off from the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. It, and um, so you just have it like a, like. I always imagine main character is a cop mm. um, who, due to like emotional struggles after the death of his son, um, he's he's sent to a like a really really sleepy beat where he'll never really have to do much and he'll have a chill life. It's like a half retirement sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, like he's got to you know continue his way out till he's fifty five or whatever. Mm. age beat cops end um and yeah like an unseasonal storm at the end of the holiday part of the year um cuts the cuts the whole area off and means you can't get in or out mm. and then give it like a weird sort of yeah that, that one i did literally just want to be like clue through yeah, um, it, it does have this... Um, like Sleepy Town by the Sea that then that, twists and goes weird. Yeah. Um, which is kind of how those stories always went. Really. And you feel like you could, especially when that area is um, like moody and stormy, you feel like you could be going for a walk somewhere and bump into someone who would just be like completely fucking batshit insane in this really quiet sort of yeah. Silent Hill Stephen King sort of way. And you're like... Yeah, uh, and you like look at that person and you're like... Yeah, you don't look You're quite a human, person, but there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted it to have this like recurring boss, which is just a fuck off huge crab mm. that has um, like sort of fifty, sixty seagulls just perched on its back, mm. and just you know, if you almost like the um, crab enemy would have its own. AI that just it wanders around the map and once it finds you it'll start chasing after you but I want you to really have the sense that it's a character with its own motivation almost mm. um, 
and I always wanted to have like if you look into the distance offshore of the region you can see just like a you know an 80 90 meter tall Cthulhu looking thing just walking in the water mm. or something that you don't quite actually notice until you do notice it that yeah um, this offshore landmass um, beyond where you can normally um, comprehend it it shifts it's moving in such a way or it seems to be moving either towards you or away from you you can't quite tell yeah. at that distance but it's mm. it's it's got to have that this thing is so big that it's just you're irrelevant to it yeah exactly so like um, even if it could see you it wouldn't attack you so like, yeah you could try to run or leave but like what's the point you you're not even a, like you're aware of it so that's the only terrifying aspect of what's going on right now yeah you can see it um and, but uh, that's the thing about Matarangi I've always thought um yeah, if it could very easily be cut off from yeah. like the mainland through just like um Yeah, and the road that goes in there is like flood spillway on either side. The 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 road itself is only slightly higher than like in the a ocean. really yeah. bad flood tide. Yeah, yeah. So it's it has the potential to be cut off. I mean, you can't just climb around the hillside. But yeah, yeah, you'd be able to. That, um, could, that itself could be risky in the wrong storm. Yeah, if the land becomes unstable and everything, then it's all. Um... Yeah, and and the, I wanted to have things like you know maybe. And like the New Zealand bush is the type of bush, to, like it, it's. You think about it, it's, um, it's so primordial and weird. It gives yeah. you that sense of. Well, with you think about. Um, wilderness in other parts of the world is like the, the real dangers aren't so much the elements um it's obviously everything that's trying to kill you in those elements but in new zealand it's like yeah no you might just succumb to the elements because yeah. they're just so unpredictable at any point it could just turn spontaneous inclement weather just kills you yeah oh that's um because i've been catching up very slow or not slowly actually quite quite quickly through um mysterious universe no yeah. um those episodes where they talk about those um, hunters whose bodies they couldn't find when they went missing. The the four one one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when they do um, find them, like a year later or two years later, they're just a skeleton. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Usually, like, was it like skeletons sitting next to neatly folded pile of clothes? Yeah, yeah. And um, or they'd find like a half decayed thing, but or like you could tell like through forensics, all of them would come back as ha having at some point. Um, taking their shoes off and warm yeah. their th feet through to the bone by walking. Yeah, it's it um, all just... Um, I, and the, the, a lot of kids go missing as well. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they said hunters more than anyone go missing and they compared it to like, we've got more people fishing in dangerous waters than we do hunters going out into the bush, but with the, yeah the, the 411 most of them are hunters okay um, yeah and it, I yeah I like that um, just I just like a good time slip yeah and I, I like the idea that you could be playing a game and like you just look out a window into trees and it's like well I know I have to go that way but shit those trees look scary mm, mm. like you almost vary what attacks you to the point where you'd never know what to expect 
And then, I mean, imagine like, you know, say you include an enemy in a game that only appears because I, I see this as like an, there's a plot, but it's basically an open world survival game. So you have to trick yourself from A to B. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you can hide in houses and eat food and stuff along the way. Would there be supernatural enemies or would the enemies just be made up of, um, like they it'd are be, few and far be... between, which makes it quite scary. Occasionally you might have hallucinations of things that you're not quite sure are there, but for the most part it might just be other people trying to survive or um, like wild dogs and animals and stuff. Yeah, there's, uh, and I would definitely say there'd be an escalation. Yeah, yeah. So like, Oh, there's got to be a the shift. There's always two tiers to a game like that where it's like, oh, you only now now you've understood how to like build a certain thing in the game now cool uh yeah now the enemies are this <laughs> yeah yeah well i i had it be like and i because i'm sure i wrote all this down and even drew maps and stuff over mm. top of real maps but it was like um it was like over the course of a few days or something oh yeah okay but it's um and like maybe i don't know you can hear on the radio that they're trying to clear the road to get back in and emergency services trying to but because there's um the other thing is like you know justifying why nobody drives a boat across there yeah yeah so it's gonna have like you know if you if you go into the water you just get fucked up by bizarre creatures in the water so like early on in the game suggest that you go towards a boat or something and then give you a reason to fear it yeah yeah um and i i am i do love the idea of um you looking out across the water and seeing like multiple like small yachts yeah and dinghies just there and and um it's like after a couple of hours into the game um you notice one of their lights are on like on one of the ships yeah you try and find your way out there um, and, and like the idea of, cause I, I wanted you to like, almost like to sort of save your game, you gotta like bed down and feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wanted buildings to be destructible. So like you maybe, if you run into a building while the crab's watching you, the crab just fucking motors its way through the building and claw hammers the shit out of the place. Yeah. So you actually have to be careful with how you try to escape it. You can't just run. Yes. To, a, to an established safe zone with game mechanics or anything um and, and maybe like you um like I, I imagine there would be almost dead rising style like uh ai human characters or even if you wanted to do an online component other characters also trying to survive like hiding in houses going from house to house Maybe you could get a car going and drive it around, but some of the roads would be a bit blocked or shitty. Or get yourself a motorbike or a dirt bike or something, and um, take it across quite a large estate or a golf course or something to get from one get to a new new area yeah. where you believe there'll be like a safe zone or more people. Or yeah, because to to me the the background of it is. Um, this is all basically his being haunted by the fact that he screwed up and his son died. Yeah, yeah. Um, and presumably by drowning, which is why everything's like ocean motifs. Why the ocean is terrifying and... Um... Yeah, and he's being haunted by like crabs and sea monsters and seagulls. As the game progresses, you notice there are like um, barnacles and sea urchins and shit just like 
growing in places they shouldn't and yeah exactly and yeah. like maybe the um maybe the sea level rises or something yeah. like that you have like weird flooding that makes things uncomfortable and you want to you hear the crashing of the ocean the further away you get from it <laughs> but when you get yeah. closer it goes quiet <laughs> yeah and just really kind of cerebral yeah yeah it was it was the the game that i thought this would be something that could be built with the engine and stuff designed for do you remember fucking years ago at uni we came up with that idea of like that yeah that horror game at yeah it was at like the uh, university that's exactly what i was thinking university. when you were describing looking at something in the distance it's like yeah okay like that yeah around those old industrial buildings yeah well because that i had the idea of if you tried to leave the uni like um, the crows, you just man. See these the crows. crows sitting on the lampposts and stuff, and they just fly down and start pecking at you and trying to eat you and kill mm. you. But again, you can um, make that quite cerebral. That like the closer you get to the edge, the louder. Yeah. The louder the um the, the birds would get to the point where it actually started to hurt. Yeah, and just just and and you don't you try and like not let experiences repeat themselves too much to the mm. point where they feel like game mechanics and then people understand them and because once they understand them they're not scary anymore mm, mm. that's why siren uh why like the siren games are so good because even though th parts of it felt um felt like game mechanics they were so sensitive yeah and, um, you, and you were constantly you afraid felt of like, capable yeah, you, you couldn't quite understand what, what, what the triggers were, really. Yeah. And, like, even once you got the character with the gun, yeah, you, like, try and aim the gun and then just somebody grabs the barrel of it and pushes it upwards. So when you pull the trigger, you just shoot nothing and yeah, then they just yeah. punch you and you go down and it's over. Yeah. And when you're, like, crawling through spaces and, and crawling into dark corners to try to hide, it feels like they've got a better watch of where you are now because <laughs> yeah. now you can't see them. And you could do that thing where you um, see through their eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was such a cool um... sight jacking. Or yeah. But um, I could be misremembering, but I thought if you did it while they were too close, they could like find you. Yeah, I think they could. That um, they'd be able to sense you. So you had to make sure that you weren't like directly next to them. That's yeah. a creepy fucking game. I do not like it but i love it yeah did you ever finish it yep you did okay um it ends with you fighting a giant moth on like a weird like you you're in a like a patch of really shallow ankle deep water mm. and the sky is just a constant kaleidoscope not naturally okay <laughs> it's it's because it's, it's basically the whole the whole situation of like the water in the re area turning to blood and everything and everyone being poisoned by it and stuff is a um like a sign of the coming um like the the village's sort of ancient god being it's a lot like silent hill really yeah yeah it's it's definitely a, a sister game to it by the sounds of it Iron Blood Cursed Final Boss. There's a game they don't ever need to remake. <laughs> Especially if um, the install takes as long as it did back in the day. 
Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Um, literally, as I was going to say, and I think that's our show for this week, there was nothing from you. Set you back. Yay. Um, yeah, I went on a random tangent about Silent Hill. <laughs> Silent Hill! Yeah. Uh, cool. Fuck that movie. Yeah. Well, the first one's fine. They tried. But the second one, no. Oh, they had the hot lesbian cop and the Sean yeah. Bean. Yeah. But then, yeah. Okay, this has been Wired Shut. <laughs> this has been Wired Shut. Uh, oh. I've been your host, Jesse. He's been your host, Logan. I've been your host, Logan. He's been your host, Hot Lesbian Sean B. Hmm. There's our episode title right there. Hot Lesbian, lesbian Sean Bean. Seen, been, obscene, clean, Seen mean machine. Been. I got I got given a small amount of shit that the previous episode has the title Jailbait. What is it? Jailbait. <laughs> Jailbaiting Oscar. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> is that a reference to the TikTok girl? Pretty much. <laughs> I watched one of those again. I decided now nah, there's there's nothing intrinsic about it that I find mesmerizing. I just hope she's eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Okay, you'll find us where you'll find all <laughs> good podcasts, even though we exist there as well. No matter how hard we try to not be good podcasts. Um, yeah. I like that better. I like to suggest that we're actively trying to be a shitty podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, hit us up, wiredshutpod.com, at, at wiredshutpod on Twitter, and uh, if you've got any... Um, no, if you've got any nodes or... or um, UFO pictures, just send them to wiredshutpodcast at gmail.com. Please do. We'll put them on the website. Uh, always tip your waitresses. Yeah, and this is uh, um, we're, yeah, to the shut-ins. We yep, welcome you. Shut-ins. Uh, oh, that's cool. We, we we have a name for our fan base that theoretically exists. might exist. There are dozens of us. <laughs> there are literally a few. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's our show. That's been the show. All right.